Good morning. Happy Monday, friends, family. Look, we know we're live streaming. World. We had to wait for a little bit so that Tim could go live stream. That what? Why would you in the bathroom? Are you? We were gone last week. I'm working on my water intake. So am I. Proud of you. My wife made it for me. We were we were gone last week. It was a holiday weekend, but we're back. I'm just I'm feeling I'm feeling chipper today. Just can't imagine why. Just your average Monday. Nothing to see here. Woke up with an extra spring in my step. I again I can't imagine why. What I can't imagine is that uh, there was some yelling and screaming at your house yesterday. Look, his shirt it, gets taken off and thrown at his wife all the time. That's a normal thing, Dylan. Look, victories are that much sweeter when everyone says it can't be done. I, I don't know what else to say. I wasn't rooting against you guys yesterday. I, it was a rough day as a Buccaneers fan. I was so happy in the first quarter. There were some highlights. I was celebrating. My heart was full of joy. And quickly, my joy was turned to ashes. That's biblical, right? Yes. Like joy turning to ashes. Richard says, how about that fake NFL audience sound? I'm watching baseball and hockey. I'm used to the fake crowd noise now. The It was it was louder than I expected it to be. I felt like they were they added booze or something <laughs> in one of the games that I was watching. I was like, wait, you can add fake booze? That doesn't seem real. How Why do you, not? How do you get a job as a sound mixer? For a fake crowd. As a Tampa Bay resident, that's a real career possibility for me. So, um, like, how do you... Is there... Are there little joysticks where you control the rumble? I don't know. I don't know. It was fun. And here's the other question. If NFL teams and pro sports teams can have fake fan noise, can we pipe in noise into the church on Sunday morning? (laughs) Should we pipe in... Like more can, congregational singing yes. to the online mix. We should, uh, yeah. Can we have more congregational singing? Can we get some okay. extra amens in there? Add a laugh track. I would love a laugh. Track. A laugh track mid sermon. An, an amen or two or a preach it. It's true. Dylan was saying that we have a laugh track. I've, I had a few yesterday that were pretty good. And were you, were you feeling it? What What happened was my uh, computer charger at home died. And so at about 12.45, I had about a 1,200-word beefy outline instead of a 2,400-word manuscript. Okay. And so I came into church a little bit early with the plans to sit down and spend another hour just filling stuff out. Sure. And then I didn't. And so— Did you go a little off the cuff? There's a whole lot of off the cuff. There was a lower back tattoo reference. Probably a little bit too serious of a moment of the sermon for there to be a lower back tattoo reference. Wow. And uh, there was was some— boisterous laughing which is exciting when the room is a third full ladies and gentlemen the jacksonville jaguars won Minshew mania is not a joke and andrew larson went full-on lower back tattoo mid-sermon yesterday was sunday and this right here right this very moment is the morning after welcome to the morning after ministry show a caffeine feud look back on the week and ministry that was Welcome, everybody. I am Andrew. This is Timmy. Howdy. We do this 11-ish. Remember when we used to actually go live at 11? It's close. It's close to 11. Each and every Monday morning where we go back and dissect the week and ministry that was. This time, 
We've got two weeks of ministry to look back on because, well, last week was Labor Day. Last Monday was Labor Day. It was a holiday. We spent the day with our families. It was beautiful. Next Monday, I will be at Disney World. Did I tell you this? We share a Disney app. Like we, sh- You can literally go onto the Disney app, and you can see all of my plans. Why, why do you tell me live on the air just to break my heart? Is that is oh, that the plan? I figured you'd respond better if I tell you in front of all of our friends and family. I mean, depending on where we're at at Hollywood Studios, I'm not saying we can't do a show. If only I had someone who could replace you. Ooh, surprise guest next week. Surprise guest host. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give... We've got a Dylan cam now. <laughs> We've got a picture-in-picture. Picture. Dylan, so so good to see you, buddy. Maybe next week could be your week. Maybe. That, that could be. We'll see. Why did you put him on top of my head? Because... You centered him. You could have anything that's, else. That's where we have the picture-in-picture. Picture that's your Sunday morning setting. Sunday morning Got setup. it. Yep. We could be fancy and have pro presenter lower thirds, but then we'd have to have pro presenter instead of this really advanced PowerPoint with a 2010 license that we have. Right. So I got you. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we're that's what we're working with. Tim. Yeah. Let's get into it. No, we've, I'm in. We've had several weeks of ministry since last we gathered here. We have in front of these cameras and these microphones. Austin Norton's also celebrating Victory Monday. Frank understands why I'm smiling. He just can't quite figure out how you even woke up today, Andrew. It was sad. It, at the lightning one. That was the only the thing. The lightning that, one. That was the that only was a thing that gave day. me joy. I mean. And, and you had some pretty killer lower back tattoo jokes mid-sermon. I, I mean, that had to provide that, something. That helps. That helps a little bit. Tim, you uh, completely lost my train of thought. I mean, you didn't lose it. I lost it. But I'm sure you did. Um, we have a few things to talk about today. It's been a few weeks since we've last been with you. But let's let's go over. Um, I'm ready. The week in ministry that was. I, I can tell you this, and if you've been watching the show for a while now, you'll know this is... 124 episodes, Tim. This is great news for me. We had another smooth elder meeting. <sighs> there so there was a time where I don't know if I could have said that. But now you can. I, I can say that. We've got, we have a unified board. Do you remember when I used to try to hide hidden cameras in the room where you would have elder meetings so that I could see what was going on and you wouldn't let me? I just didn't feel comfortable. You were afraid of getting caught. That's I, what it was. I absolutely was. I, it, It's weird to have meetings that go quickly and smoothly. We had one. I don't know if it was since our last show or not. It was a few weeks ago. And, uh, yeah, it was like a, hey, everything is done and discussed in like 45, 50 minutes. Everything is unanimous. Yep. All is well. And it's very exciting. You know what helps uh, when you have a daughter in youth group and you plan your elder meetings <laughs> around the youth group program? So you have to drop her off and pick her up at a certain time. So every elder knows that I have to pick up my daughter at 830. So we you can't go beyond except for the fact that I saw pictures we went with eight. Emily sitting <sighs> in the chair. I love you, Emily. We went a few minutes over. So she had to come in and, and sit in the elder meetings, which she just doesn't enjoy why not she finds them a little boring they are i i was excited we have great th- things to talk about so gosh we're like six ish years ago now when i was asked to have a voice and a seat on the board without mm. a vote at my previous church mm-hmm. so i was the associate pastor 
and they wanted me to be in the meetings. And part of that was, you know, the senior pastor was doing less and less as he was transitioning out. And so they, they had asked me to kind of be the voice for the staff on the board, but I had no vote. And I, like the first three, I was like so excited. I was like, yes, I am a grown up now. Special. I am invited. I have a seat at the table. I, I remember it. And then I was like, dear Lord, please. Come back tonight so that I don't have to go to another meeting. When I assumed Please. the title of next-gen pastor in 2015, part of my responsibilities was exactly that. I was a seat at the table at every elder meeting but did not receive a vote. Very you, similar it, feeling. It's the the phrase, you have a voice but not a vote. Mm, mm-hmm. It's like Puerto Rico. I've got several of my elders commenting right now. Alan Gifford says, yeah, baby, LOL. There you go. Mike Ryan says, I like to get to business, too, and get it done. He does. That's just kind of been the mindset, and we've been um, on the same page, same team. Has there been any discussion about the go-karts? I... I'm trying to get the go-kart track up and running. All right. Lakeview go-karts. First, we have to get Lakeview Athletic Club on its go-karts feet. Go-karts would be more fun. More fun, slightly more dangerous, but a whole lot more you know, Your fun. insurance premium would definitely be way more expensive that way. Yeah, that's possible. Are you guys... Um, moving my cup to have it out of the shot. Are you guys still virtual elder meeting? So we are, we, yes. we are in person, but we also we do have uh, a couple elders who do pop on via Zoom as we, well. So we're both in person and online. We have... Five elders, including myself, and then another staff member. Ooh, Lindsay Peak says, that's rude. You got to sit through elder meetings with me, I Andrew. Did. Wow, that, did you not think about Lindsay? Um, the, one of the things that made it so joyful was that I got to be with my friend Lindsay. And we would be having our laptops open or texting and complaining. Now, are your meetings agended and so you know exactly what's going on? Our meetings are agended. Okay. But it's not a like you guys go full on Robert's rule of orders for everything. We Robert's rule of order. Our our lead elder uh, moderates the meetings. Does a great job. See, I am still the moderator of ours. Yeah, so I was happy to give that one. We up. both the little inside to both of our churches is both of our churches were um, PCUSA churches, which is very Robert's rule of order and pastors the chair right. of the elders meetings. And now both of our churches are in the Evangelical Presbyterian Church. We, Covenant Church. Uh, what did I say? Presbyterian? Yeah. I'm a dummy. Pay no attention to me. Um, but so we are now in the Covenant Church. There's typically a church chair or a lead elder, and the pastor does not moderate the meetings. Our bylaws are still closer to what they were in the Presbyterian Church. Mm-hmm. And so we're kind of like this weird mix of a little bit of Covenant-style elder board, a little bit of Presbyterian-style. Best of both worlds. So. I work out the agenda and we work that, but it's we have an agenda, but it's very a free flowing discussion. Although there was a policy issue at the church Ooh. that was one of these. Oh, do we talk about this? I you don't got know. to tackle something official. And one of our elders said, "Well, that's a dumb policy. I vote we change it." And then somebody else said, "I second that." I'm like, "Oh, you had a all right. Wow, it was great because in a matter of a motion was in a matter of fourteen seconds. Was there any discussion? What it was like? No, it was like, oh, okay, yeah, we can just do that. We can change stuff, and so we did. All, right. all those in favor? All those in favor were all of us. Opposed so. by the same sign. There was none. Wow, it was a, great. That's a fantastic. It was. Story. A, can we really do this? Because here's this thing. It was very exciting. It was weirdly exciting in the moment. My life isn't that exciting anymore. <laughs> so boring. It really kind of is sometimes. Sometimes I think back to how exciting and messy things were as a youth pastor and mm. there would be food fights and 
we would break stuff and I would, you know. But there were less elder meetings. There were way less elder meetings, but that's okay. It's fun. Tim, we we wrapped up a series yesterday. We had spent seven weeks in the book of John, which to me, seven weeks sounds I was about like, to say, seven weeks is, seven is a weeks lot for is you. is a very long series for me. I like to hone in on the three or four weeker. Yep. And you are on week 712. We are on Acts. week, we just finished week 22, uh, wrapped up Acts chapter 11 yesterday. And it was, it was a fun one. So our buddy, our buddy Barnabas came back. I love Barnabas when he, he comes back. He was rocking and rolling. He couldn't handle the load by himself, so he needed help. He was humble got, enough to not assume I've got just the, the guy job for him. Although Barnabas Saul, is Saul probably going to move a little bit to a secondary role after that help comes in, but whatever. He was okay with that. So you finished chapter eleven. So you have seventeen chapters left. Mm-hmm. Is that going to take you thirty-four weeks? It, there are there are several weeks where we will tackle the entire chapter. That's. That's a very long series. You said to me, I don't know when. I don't think you believed me. What I, I don't because it's just not the way my brain works. Yeah, and there are I, I hear from people like, oh, you know, we need to do whole book studies, and like I I get that, mm-hmm. but I don't think most people's attention span works that way. I don't know if you could argue it's for every church, but our congregation has really taken well to it. We we dipped our toes in the the whole book studies with Titus last year, and then Ruth was kind of a, a grand slam for us. Well, which was a four week. Yeah, so but I was say. Both of those set up for very natural short series. They do. But we, we dove into Acts back uh, early May, We're end doing of April. a three-week overview of Galatians starting next week. You could tackle all of Galatians. So, but yeah, the idea of 40 weeks well, gives me the heebie-jeebies. You, you, I mean, you, you, you got talk, your overall themes, but you, you, all, we, you we go verse by brilliant. verse. I'm going to try to get the air conditioner kicking back in here. That's I'm the type of guy who's sweating. I see where where you're coming from because you like to have the the overall arc of the series, and you can go back to that that arc and main point each week in your three or four week series. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Uh, but the freedom that the complete book series gives us is there are there are weeks where it's almost a mini series, a two or three weeks on a single topic, and then there are weeks where it very much feels like a one off because um, the topic just shifts gears, so to speak. And we've been hitting a lot of really fun and not so fun cultural hot button issues. And I didn't have to force it. I didn't have to proof text. Mm-hmm. It was just there in the text, which makes it a lot easier for me. So would you do this going back five years? You're the youth pastor. No. What, what? How long of a series would you do? As a youth pastor? Yeah. I I think the, the sweet spot for me as a youth pastor was the, a, a series covers about a month. Yeah. That was... was this month we're dealing with this topic. And like, you know, you say verse by verse, that's, we don't jump around, you know, we're, this is the yeah, passage that we're you, in. You're right. And, and, and I'll I give you that. You, and yeah. and I, I live in one passage, mm-hmm. but the, and Acts is the longest book in the New Testament as well. So that's, it's a, the, it's a feat. There is that to contend with. I feel like this is a very nerdy conversation. Why? I don't know. We could, we could keep going with, with, with the nerd and, and, and jump into some theology to, to dip or to dedicate. What first of all, what did you grow up doing? We're we're talking about infant dedication versus infant baptism. So I, I believe you grew up fundamentalist. Is that correct? I was a fundy Baptist. Okay. So there was no question at all that we were dunkers only. And so babies were dedicated 
not dipped. And not by sprinkled. dunkers only, you are talking about believer's baptism. Believer's baptism only. Yep. It was the only acceptable mode or method in the church that I grew up in. And did it? Did your heart shift at some point in your, in um, your ministry life? I think... Yes, I, I absolutely mean my heart shifted. I'm trying to put my finger on a time when it shifted. Mm-hmm. I would say, and, may, and this is my experience yeah. in, in the independent fundamentalist Baptist world, was that if anything came across as something that could be construed as Catholic, that was the enemy. Right. And so it wasn't, you know, we're not, not doing this because the Methodists do this or because the Presbyterians do this. Sure. We're not going to do this because the Catholic Church does this. And so it was not until late probably junior yearish of college that I realized oh there are evangelical christians that see baptism differently than I do there are evangelical christians that their theology would line up with mine almost exactly but they see baptism as a different way mm-hmm. th- than than I do and that was kind of an eye opener um and then you know got to seminary and my first job out of seminary was at a presbyterian church and so Real that'll, that'll certainly um open your eyes now i have four little boys that have not been baptized, that were not baptized as babies. Mm-hmm. And so there's, you know, the personal standard, but there's also, I think, the freedom to say faithful people have been doing it both ways for 2,000 years. So I think that's that's the proper argument there. Uh, if, in reading through Finding the Right Hills to Die on, this, this was not a hill that I would die on today. Now, earlier in my life, growing up, even Southern Baptist, this was yeah. a big deal. Oh, huge. Like, people would leave the church over this issue. And, and so in my heart, I thought that this must be a big deal. And then when I took uh, my student ministry job at Lakeview, the first time my grandparents visited, and this always happens, right? Yeah, of course. There was an there was an infant baptism ceremony, and I my heart just sank because I I know yeah I know you, and love my you grandparents. You know how deeply. people think and how they yeah, and in that mindset of oh let's not let's not do anything that a Catholic church would do in the Baptist mindset, which right. Again. But now both of us as covenant pastors, we've had to sign agreements saying that we will we will dunk or dedicate. But what's what's funny is, and the the our both of our first like real ministry jobs was at a Christian church, you know, kind of Disciples of Christ light. That was like the minute a confession of faith is made, you baptize that person. Right. Period. And right. Some people might get baptized eight or nine times, um, which got to seal the deal. I mean, what know, if it didn't work? I mean, you can't really find a model for that in the new testament either (laughs) but in the covenant church there is in like the covenant book of order um if someone wants to be baptized as an adult who was baptized as a believer they don't call that you know a rebaptism or something they say no no, this is a confirmation of one's baptism Mm. with water (laughs) and it's like you know some nerdy theologian was tiptoeing and they didn't want to offend someone that took their Pedo baptism very seriously, and they didn't want to offend someone and that took their there, believers' baptism only very seriously. There are strong, strong I, feelings on both sides I have of this camp. A family member who I love very dearly, absolutely, that has not been a member of a church in his adult life because mm. he was baptized um, as an infant in a Presbyterian church, and he and his family have been going to a church that believers' baptism is required for membership for decades. Yeah, and it was. I don't want to discredit the choice that my parents made to raise me in the family of God. Sure. And they see baptism, you know, if, if you're not familiar with just basic covenant theology, it's it's the New Testament circumcision. It's the sign 
of right. this is the covenant between God and his people. Mm-hmm. And he feels like being rebaptized would kind of slight his parents' decision and their dedication to the There are the many new, who feel that way. To the new covenant. Yeah. And so he has been a leader and you know, he's he leads a small group and he does all kinds of other stuff, but he's like, No, I'm not going to uh join this church because to because be a member a I have to do that. Okay. Is that a requirement in your bylaws for your church? Our bylaws are you have to have been baptized in a Christian church. All so right. if you have, are, if you have been yeah, baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, um whatever the mode or the method you are welcome into our membership. I feel like our bylaws were probably, probably ripped off of each, each other's. Other. Yeah. Um, now, since I have been here, we have only had a believer's baptism. You know, we're a small church. I think there's been one. So have you not infant, done any infant dedications or baptisms? Dedications, yes. Baptisms, no. Okay. And it's, you know, we're, we don't have a ton of infants walking through our doors because they crawl infant joke yesterday we had our second infant dedication sunday we did one uh either the tail end of last year or the beginning of this year hard to remember but we haven't i have not had a parent come to me and say i would like my infant to be baptized but i i wouldn't have an issue Mm -hmm. either way i I leave that up to the parents i'm okay with that so but i will say this if and we talked a little bit about momentum here and if you um if you want to see some new faces at your church, you should um, you should either dedicate or baptize those babies. We had twenty first time visitors yesterday, and I'm guessing I don't know if they'll be back. You probably haven't had that many first time visitors at least since March, probably combined. No, no, our our average. I mean, we'll we'll get anywhere from four to six new faces every mm-hmm. every week or so, and but, but not but twenty not. in a given Sunday, right? Is uh, because As in, parents, grandparents, aunts, and uncles. Oh. Yeah, the families had entire rows. I love that. It was so much fun. Such and I I found um a really good outline slash manuscript from a, a Baptist church here in Florida that I took and tweaked and it was a really, really beautiful ceremony. I'll I'll share that with you in case you ever need it. Thank you. You're I welcome. appreciate that. If you ever need a good infant dedication manuscript, it's yours for free. Just let me know. Because he stole it from somebody else. I stole it. It's got great questions for the parents. It's got questions for the congregation. It's a beautiful thing. I love everything. Tim, we had a bunch of guests last week. You did? But here's how it worked. It was a little bit odd. Um, I got a message from someone at my previous church that is no longer at that church. Hmm. And uh, we had a group of seven people that I would say the median age. (laughs) Large jug of water you have there, Tim. Oversized things make me laugh, so when I saw this, it just cracks me up. The uh, median age of this group, I would say, was probably 78-ish, and uh, they said, you know, hey, we're going to a different church now. Our church is not meeting in person for a few weeks, so we're going around and visiting all of our pastor friends, and so I had— Did you tell me this? I don't know. I don't remember hearing this. So I had a group of people that, you know, were choir members of my previous church— that they're at another church that has a choir now, and uh, they wanted to come and hear me preach. The week before, they had gone up to Leesburg to hear a guy who was the interim pastor at our church uh-huh. uh, preach, and they were kind of like bouncing around doing like a, a pastor tour until their church opened for in-person worship again. Wow. 
and it was like so exciting to see what them. Interesting idea. It was like, hey, I love these people. This is great. This is wonderful. One of the roles that I played <laughs> at my previous church was I led the uh, the Young at Heart ministry. You did. You did a great yeah, job. I loved it. It was like I was like, oh man, I gotta do this, and it was like my favorite part no, of the you, month. You were their tech guy, their support I, guy, and uh, so it was weird to have visitors that you know. Hey, um, these people live, you know, forty minutes away. It's not super far. And uh, <laughs> they're going on a tour to just visit some, visit some pastors that they like. So they caravan together every week. Well, they haven't made their way up north yet. Well, they don't know you. But that was one way. It, it was exciting to have visitors, but at least when you're dedicating babies, you think, hey, some of these grandparents might come back. They might. They them might. It was like, hey, we're so good to see you. We'll um, see you on your next tour. We'll see. See you in 2021. <laughs> Can, do you think they got like world tour T-shirts made? <laughs> It's a really fun idea. Preaching. Can we do that when we're old? Why not? Like, just go and visit young pastors that we knew along the road. Oh, At so that point, fun. Dylan will be pastoring a church somewhere. Are you talking? Hang on. You're talking about the. And we can go. Dylan? And go to Dylan's church for a week. Then we can go visit Riley up in Atlanta. Go see Colin wherever he is. It'll be great. We can go visit all of our friends. Is Dylan's microphone working? Because I heard a rumor that you have a bit of a Swiss Army youth pastor. Oh, he is very much a Swiss Army youth pastor. He's doing everything. Would you say he has a rather extensive collection of name tags and hairnets? If you can name that movie, these show notes are yours. We will mail them to you. I will pay for the postage. Wow, that's like a 40-cent stamp. I love you. We don't make him wear hairnets, but... uh, Dylan played his fourth different instrument on our praise team mm. this Sunday. So I think he's played everything up there except for the acoustic guitar thus wow. far. Whenever I think of an acoustic guitar, when I was in an... He doesn't sing. I try. I try to tickle him and make him sing. What? He just won't. <laughs> you try to tickle him? That's inappropriate. This one time, the improv group that I was in was opening for the Elms. Do you remember them? I do. Hey. Hey, hey, you. That's, hey, that hey, was their hey, only you. good song. It, it was on Dawson's Creek once. Yeah. So that's kind of awesome. I think it was actually in a gay bar on Dawson's Creek. Wow. That song. Wow. So it was like right after that. So they're like, yeah, you know, we had a song on TV. I was like, yeah, I'm a big fan of Dawson's Creek. Did they tell you it was going to be in a gay bar? And then they were like offended that I knew that their song was in a gay bar on Dawson's Creek. But so we were opening for them. <laughs> and the lead singer guy was the lead singer of a band that thought they were going to make it big and they had a song on Dawson's Creek. And so he was trying to hold court in the green room. Dennis Wilson says, Wayne's World, he is correct. Dennis, Drop your shoot address. me a DM and, for that uh, address. And the official show notes of episode 124 are yours. With the... Uh, what is on the back here? That's what you'll be reading here in just a minute. As we talk With about our official ad read. Uh, the DYM <laughs> Podcast Network, Friends Volunteer Training, is more important and crazy... Maddie says, "Please don't tickle him." <laughs> what will happen? Does he does he toot if he tinkles? <laughs> Wait, does he toot if he tinkles? <laughs> does he toot or does he tink? <laughs> or does he tinkle? I don't know what's happening here. I'm, oh my I'm word! His, his picture in picture um, it just got embarrassing. That, I'm sorry, Dylan. I hope you don't toot or tinkle <laughs> on me. I was saying something that made sense. You weren't. I don't know. We were talking about Swiss Army youth pastors. Shout out to all you youth pastors out there who literally do everything. Um, we're proud of you because I, we were you. I had a post last Sunday in the DYM Facebook community where I said other duties as assigned because between 
the time that our praise team practice. So our praise team gets here 8, 8.30-ish, and they run through everything. And then they all park right up front, but then because we have a church that has some older people, they move all of their cars to the farther away parking spots after they're done rehearsing. And when one of them moved their car, there was a dead squirrel under his car in the spot immediately, like four feet from our front door. And so everyone's like, oh, gross, there's a dead squirrel. And so I went and picked it up. You did. And threw it in the dumpster so because proud of that's you. what you do when you see a dead squirrel. Mm-hmm. And I said other duties as assigned and got so many comments about other duties that youth pastors have had. <sighs> you know, hey, you're so the youth good. pastor. That tile floor needs it's, replacing. It's more like, hey, you're here right now. <laughs> hey, you're here and probably can't quit. So uh, <laughs> I go do this. I have... I have been there. What's your favorite? A time or two. What is um, your favorite hmm. other duties as assigned? That would be a Sunday morning bathroom explosion in between services <sighs> that yours truly had to glove up and take care of. I never had to do that as a youth pastor. It wasn't it, me. It, who, it was, let me just clarify. I did not have the explosion. Someone else did. Someone in my like, first few months here, I don't know if there was like a child that was angry or I don't know what happened but someone like full on went on the floor Tyler's and suddenly uncomfortable t- with all this toot and tinkle talk <laughs> Maddie says he might just tickle you back deal like, you yeah, professional but, ticklers but, I don't understand but I had to glove up and I had to get a dust pan yeah. to scoop it was not good no that was not good that was probably my least favorite other duties as assigned mm-hmm. I had to dig a trench once just like outside it was hot hey we need someone to dig this uh, Trenches don't dig themselves, that's Andrew. That's true, but I don't know why anybody who knows me would think, hey, there's a person equipped for manual labor. Well, I mean, this was probably a few years back. It was, but still. Your, your figure has changed a bit. It has, but it was not something that I was great at. Um, <laughs> Frank said that was a power plant squirrel. It was huge. I think. Was it like the old fishing angle that you did? Because the, the squirrel looked no, the way squirrel too big. No, was huge. Uh, the story goes that. So Safety Harbor, the, the city that our church is in, we have tons and tons of restaurants, lots of outdoor dining. Hmm. And because of the pandemic, most of the restaurants have moved their dining to outside. And with the extra dining outside, there have been more rats in town than ever before because there's food on the ground. And so people have been putting out rat poison. And the rat poison has then, you know, squirrels are very similar to rats. Sorry if you're a squirrel lover. They're basically rats that are fluffier. And so some of the squirrels you have poisoned been, the church. I squirrel? did not do this. One of the restaurants nearby that was trying to kill a rat got the squirrel. But it's not just the squirrels and the rats that are affected. People are finding dead owls all over Safety Harbor because owls eat rats, and owls are like, "Hey, there's more rats in Safety Harbor than ever before." But the rats have been poisoned, Ugh. and then the owls are dying as well. Why are the rats not being trapped? I don't. I don't work at one of these restaurants. I have no answer for you, but this it's is a very sad. But tale. it was a very, very big squirrel. It weighed fourteen pounds. I can, I can see Sarah McLaughlin now. <laughs> In the arms of the squirrel. <laughs> um, Tim, we got more to talk about, but first, I need you to do some reading. Here you go. You're starting right here. You got this. This is. I thought we were going to shorten this up. We were, but. We were going to take this. The National Day of Volunteer Youth Ministry training is this coming Saturday, and so this is the last time that we're doing this ad read. If we were going <clears> to <throat> do it for a month straight, we would have done it car commercial style, where we speed it all up. I thought that's what we were going to do. We were, but then we didn't do a show last week, and so I just need you to bear down and read this. <sighs> Friends, family, countrymen, we have... 
people that help make this show possible, one of which has an event happening on Saturday. It is the DYM Podcast Network Friends. No, no. You're what? supposed to say DYM Podcast Network Friends. That's like because it's right, to you us. You say that part, and then I'll keep going. DYM Podcast Network Friends. Volunteer training is more important in this crazy ministry season than maybe ever before. And now, it's even easier. Last year, DYM launched the National Day of Volunteer Youth Ministry Training and trained over 20,000 20, volunteers in a single morning all over the U.S. and Canada. Oh, Canada. It was fun, educational, inspiring, and the testimonies we have heard come out of that morning have gotten us all ooh, so excited for what is to come. This year, volunteer training is more important than ever, and the folks at DYM have put together some options for you to participate and train your team. Ooh, what are those options, Andrew? Well, Tim, those options are you could watch live on September 19th with DYM and other volunteers around the country, and you can host... Wait, hang on. And you can do that by streaming online with your team or... Joining a host site near you. COVID restrictions pending. You could also watch later with just you and your team if you'd like. Whether you and your volunteers are able to meet in person to watch and discuss, or you need to do it online. You get to download the training and make it your own. This option is new this year, making it even easier for you to train your team. For more information on the National Day of Volunteer Youth Ministry Training, and to learn more about this year's speakers, talks, topics, pricing, and more, go to trainmyvolunteers.com. That's right, folks. That website, again, is trainmyvolunteers.com to learn more. Don't wait on your volunteer training. DYM University. Hashtag train your team. If you haven't heard, we're big on team training. Give Central. Centrally Give, easiest and fastest way to collect tithes and offerings, registrations and payments, whatever it is. If you need to collect funds for your church, this is the way to do it. Did you know that we are a proud, 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 proud part, part of the, the DYM Podcast Network. Network? Go check out all the shows in the network. There's some amazing stuff happening right now. And uh, seriously, we're proud. We're proud to be a part. Tim, I was just thinking. Why is this so long? <laughs> I don't know. But. I was thinking as we were reading that here we have DYM has changed <laughs> David up. says, I don't like how he said so, so excited. I didn't know how else to say it. It was. Know. It literally said so, so excited. I, I don't understand. Um, I'm sorry. I was reading something. Tim, DYM has changed the way they're doing volunteer youth ministry training. I, I see that. Next year, can they go back to the way it was before? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that once you have had the Zoom option, once you've had the in-person stuff changed up, I don't know that you will ever be able to go back. So like, will you be offering the online option for everything you guys I do moving forward? I think we kind of have to. So we have a membership class coming up. It'll be in-person or virtual. We're starting a new Bible study next Monday night. That will be in-person as well as virtual. All of our small groups right now are, are either Zooming or they're like meeting in a park pavilion. Okay, so our, our home groups, we are letting the home group decide, decide, but we're asking them to make a choice one or the other and not do both because it's very difficult for the home group leaders. So we have some who are in-person and some who are exclusively online. But just in general, there's some things that we are never going to get to go back on, Right. which I don't think is a bad thing. No. I think, you know, more options reaches more people. Sure. But it kind of takes the exclusivity out of some things. You know, it used to be, well, hey, you you got to be at youth group to play this game. And True. now it's like, hey, we're trying to figure out how to play the game online. Although speaking of in-person games, I don't know if you saw our buddy Ronald Long. 
had a Pictionary game that they were playing, mm-hmm. but the the dry erase markers were on six foot sticks. So it was a social distance so you had to draw from six feet away. That's pretty. I funny. thought that was kind of that was a pretty awesome game. No, so I you like can that. milk this and, and have some fun with it that way as well. But well, we had our, just, our financial peace class offered online, and not a single person was from the state of Florida. Really? Yeah, it was so you, awesome. We our financial peace thing was like the last thing that we did before we canceled, and then I was like, well, that was fun, guys. Looks like we're not doing this anymore. But I just think it's going to be fascinating a year from now, although. In March, I thought it was going to be fascinating three weeks from now when we were back to normal. Do you I remember, remember that. that? I do. Hey, guys, 15 days to flatten the curve. That's it. 15 days. 15. 15 oh, that was days. Fun. <laughs> Dylan thinks that we should stop, stop te- just stop testing because that's what the president says. Oh, boy. Dylan for president. Oh, my. <laughs> it's getting late. Okay. Um, but some things will just never go back. I mean, like we, some things change, but. Some will, will things you? never change. I know that song. That's from Frozen 2. Oh, that's a good one. And I'm holding on tight to you. Holding on tight to you. I don't think you. I can do the harmonies holding as well. Holding on tight to you. Oh, Olaf. Um, so what do you think you will not get to go back? Not get to, but what do you think you will never go back to? I mean, one thing that we were talking about for this year that's been a big part of our DNA every Christmas season is our Advent dinner, and mm-hmm. we, we probably will not be doing that this year. I'm praying that we can do it again. So that, it's funny that you said we have a big Thanksgiving dinner. It's called the Dinner of Thanks, mm-hmm. and it's a couple weeks before Thanksgiving. It's kind of like a, I think it started when the, our church first moved in here, and it was like, hey, let's look back on how God has provided for our church during this time. Yeah. And there's sometimes an offering associated. I was about to say, I it. think I remember a rather large offering. Well, at one last point year there was one, and that was awesome. Um, that was the first in the three years that I've been here that we had done it that way. But we, gosh, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. it was like, do you know what? There's no way that people will be comfortable having a big dinner in our fellowship hall right. come the middle of November. And so we booked a 200 person pavilion at Philippi Park, really, so that we could do our dinner of thanks and have you know mm-hmm. have 50 ish people spread out there. But yeah, it's 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 odd that we're seven months away from this when yeah. it started, and we're still thinking, hey, how do we do this differently this year? Hunter says, does consumerism come into play here? And I I think you have yes. a good argument. Is at what I didn't point, even read your full comment, but yes. At absolutely. what point does it go from being part of the body to church weekly at home in my pajamas? We had to, or I don't, shouldn't say we, but I know there have been people in our church that have had that conversation sure. with others in the church. It's like, okay, can we go a little bit deeper here? It's like, How? well, if you're going to work, if you're going, if you're doing this, 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 yeah. you're going to restaurants, you're going to work, you should be coming to church. And I get that, but <sighs> when you're at a restaurant, there's not someone singing four feet behind you. Right. It's so like, will there come a time where we as pastors need to just ask, hey, are you coming back? Are you staying home? Like, is that even an appropriate question i i feel guilty asking oh and my we were talking with a family in our church last night about like us going and doing something with them this weekend and it was like oh do we invite more people and it was like like we don't want to make people feel awkward because right like we're on the same page that this other family is but if others aren't we don't want them to feel like they're missing out on a church activity because they're not hanging out with right so we we had our home group back which this isn't even on our show notes but and it was it was not a small gathering Mm-hmm. And nobody showed up in a mask, and we didn't force the mask. It was kind of a if you if that's what you feel. And, and I, I'll just be honest with you. We had twelve adults and thirteen kids in my house. Twenty five people. Twenty five people. I mean, that's that's close to a to a Sunday morning service at times. Yeah. 
I don't know. I just I'm a little I'm a little conflicted when it comes to this because I, I want to respect people's. I think we're kind of feelings on all of this. Living in the world of nobody knows. There's nobody some ten- knows. there's some like, tension there. There's nobody knows what the right answer is going to be. Right. And I think it's almost like a bell curve, like where there's going to be the ten percent most extreme people mm-hmm. that are gonna be you know licking countertops and. You know, germs won't get me. This whole thing's made up. I almost then, didn't post the, yeah. the video and of my home group. And there's going to be people that are on the other extreme, and six months after a vaccine is out or whatever it is, they're still not going to feel comfortable. Some people may never feel comfortable in public again. I get it. And I think we need to aim for the middle but be gracious to the people in the extremes. Yeah, I guess what I'm – maybe what I would argue for is that we don't social shame either one. Like is that can – we, can we agree with that? Yeah. But I think the gro- whoever the groups are are going to be drawn to each other, sure. which is funny because there are some people that you would never expect to become besties that have become super close because they see the pandemic the same way, right? which is big fun. Jake says, I thought handshakes would be done, but I've already had a few occasions where I felt that if I did not shake hands, it would be perceived as rude. Jake, I'm with you. I shook three hands yesterday, but I didn't initiate they yeah. stuck the hand out, and I'm I'm not the kind of guy that's going to say I'm not shaking hands right now. I just can't do that. You could turn it into a bump or stick out an elbow. If I initiate, I stick out the elbow. But when they initiate, I, I don't I don't reciprocate with an elbow. Yeah, I I'm with you, and you just run to the nearest Purell, which is what I did. Yeah, shook that hand and sanitized after. Um, Tim, next week, uh, or actually in the coming days, we're both starting premarital counseling with some couples that we have existing histories with that'll be fun to talk about next week a whole lot going on but it's about lunchtime for my belly we've still got some more comments we'll, we'll end it in just right, a sec jake says we've seen that where people stand now they will stay there if they aren't comfortable coming back now it'll be a while before they are so we have have to be careful and not shame as tim said that's kind of how we were in may Right. You know, we sent out the big all the, the surveys in may yeah and pretty much no i don't think anyone has really shifted in where they were from May to where they are now in September. Which is what Kurt Kurt says, as things get back more the way they were, I think we're going to see more pastors and worship leaders breaking the fourth wall and telling the at-home watchers that seeing them in person at church sure would be great. Do you talk to your at-home online people? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I address them. So something that, that, um, I don't know if we talked about this on the show, but we have, you know, people watching from all over the place, which I think every church does right now, which is one of the benefits of this, and with the pandemic, one of the ways to keep our kids not cooped up in the kids' room as long, mm-hmm. the kids are in for the beginning of worship now. So welcome, call to worship, announcements. And then the first two songs, all of our kids are in church with us. Yeah. And so then they walk out to go to our Harbor Kids program. And so they all turn and like, wave at the camera as they're leaving. And a couple weeks ago, every kid that was at church had a grandparent out of state watching wow. Sunday morning. That's cool. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. That, you know, and so we we've – like, we that talk, wouldn't have happened before. No, that wouldn't have happened before. And so we, we get to talk to the people that are, you know, on camera and, hey, here's what we've got going on this week. We have a time of prayer every Wednesday that's, you know, six, eight people at a time mm-hmm. in the worship center, very spread out. And it's kind of you're, you're led through a, a prayer experience or if you want to pray with somebody. It's like, hey, if you're not ready to come and be here on a Sunday morning with, you know, a, a fullish room, yeah. that's fine. You're welcome to come to that. So we address the people there but that's good we we had a young family yesterday who they, they're not quite comfortable coming back but they just had a new baby so i was able to give them some love and a shout out mm-hmm. on the uh 
did did you like have the picture on the screen, or did you have like a, a, a Zoom link with them? We w- I wanted to do that, but I think they are asking that um, they do something special when when they are ready gotcha. to come back. So I didn't didn't do anything official like that. But I, I yeah, thought I that think, would have been a cool touch. I think touch. that's another thing that we could talk about for hours is that how do you not go overboard? Yeah, with the stuff, right? Because as we saw, you know, by mid-April, the leaning heavy into the Zoom. Right can be a little bit taxing. Oh, I, yeah, and it, it took as well. me about four weeks before I was just completely wiped and had to. Yeah, had to step back for a little bit. CJ says we've made our main building mask required and using our old chapel as overflow with live feed, where no masks, uh, the no mask uh, folks go. Interesting. I also think, I think there's a uh, lot of different ob- takes. I think everybody's right. Everybody's also wrong. state by state because mm-hmm. if you live in the Republic of California, yeah. with uh, Czar Newsom, chances are. You're doing things very differently. I don't think you can go out of your house without a mask, right? I have I have no idea. I don't live there. Well, my niece was out riding her scooter and came back in, and she was fully masked and said she had to be. So. She was, like, riding a scooter in the cul-de-sac? In her driveway. Well, all right. It I'm, is getting late. I I'm have, not wearing a mask right now. I have food calling my name. But just like... The play-by-play announcers at every sporting event. You can't see it, but there's a plexiglass wall between the two of us. Oh, yeah. I could just for our safety. rotten him right now, and it wouldn't get to him. I'm not going to do it. Uh, that's all I got, Tim. Folks, all I got. next Monday you will probably be in store for something special. I will probably be at Disney World with my family, and there might be somebody else sitting in my Wednesday seat. last Wednesday when you were going to be at Disney World with my family, and you bailed? Then an elder meeting happened? Yeah. yeah. I was home by 5 o'clock. You had plenty I was of time. Prepping. You had plenty of time. Oh you just don't care. Fine. You don't care. We'll see you next week. Right. Well, I'll see you next week. This Have a guy. great week, friends. Go Jags.